0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, latest Echo Everton Podcast. This is me for Kurt Gro Keith Tony Scott, as usual. No, uh, no stats man today, but we'll uh, we'll soldier on without Gav Buckland. And uh, it's been an eventful week, but obviously the uh, the big news of, of of the past sort of twenty four hours or just under is that we will play Manchester City in the semi finals of the League Cup, uh, January the fifth or sixth. Currently set for the fifth, and then the second leg set for the twenty sixth. And it's a draw. That's Created a bit of you know division, you know opinion about whether it's a good draw, or bad draw. I think if we're being honest, we all wanted Stoke, <laughs> but didn't get them. Um,
1: Tony, is it, is it a good draw, City, or a bad draw? Obviously, you you prefer Stoke, and if not, Liverpool, Manchester City comes obviously in the latter of them. If you're selecting them, but you're going kind of have to. If you're going to have to meet them in the final, if you're going to beat them anyway, you're going to have to beat these good teams. Everton fans can't exactly moan about the draw. It's been very kind to them this season. They've played Middlesbrough, Norwich, Barnsley, Reading, Soti they Khan. They've got nothing to gripe about when it comes to the draw. So it was eventually they're going to have to meet an half-decent team. and I just don't see no reason why Everton can't go through in this in this competition to the final.
0: Greg, was it uh, a blessing in disguise that we uh, have avoided the event of a Merseyside derby for another round at least?
2: Well, to be honest, I mean, taking what Tony says there, I agree first and foremost that you'll have to beat the big teams anyway along the way. I thought it was a bit of a kind of kick in the backside that the second leg is away. Could have done with that being at Goodison Park. However, you know, we've done well on the road this season, so maybe there's a bit bit to that that we can take. God knows how many Evertonians the short trip along the M62 to the Etihad. Um, we probably feel like given half the chance, I and mean, mm-hmm. Bolton City t- seem to. But uh, I would actually have you want Stoke. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Although we haven't had the best of the ways recently, the Britannia thing is, if we get through, it'll be Liverpool in the final. I'd almost rather have two games against Liverpool, only because I think back to Dan Gosling and the Tic Tacs and, and mm. getting through the the chance of getting. This is horribly negative, I know. So forgive me. With the chance of getting them in the final and losing it's just galling at least over two games the way I look at it illogically or whatever it's got a better chance to just squeeze and pass against them because you get a second bite of the cherry if you have a bad day mm-hmm. just our derby record's yeah. been so appalling over the recent years that it doesn't fill me with confidence but I don't know maybe it's our year who
0: knows so obviously you know City best I think do we all agree the best team in the country yeah um, so we're going to have to sort of do the business over two legs and we're going to sort of develop an idea that, that we were just discussing before we started recording this and how big a factor have the supporters got in this in these two legs from this semi-final in getting the team over the line is it time that that we embrace this uh attempt from the manager to change the mentality you know for, for too long we you know a general well, a generation of Evertonians have not seen us win anything um and have been sort of understandably you know dogged down by uh, succession of failures in, in, in big occasions, quarterfinals, semi-finals and the odd-final. Is it a time that we just embrace this challenge at City and, and you know, supporters as they did brilliantly on Tuesday at Middlesbrough? And I thought that was a factor, by the way. Got behind the team from the, from the word go and created an atmosphere and settled the nerves, as the manager said. Um, Tony, is, that, is it time that, you know, is the value of the supporters backing in these two games more significant than ever, and people talk about 12th man and all those cliches mm. and everything like that. But does it
1: actually mean something in these two games? It's gonna pr- prove more than anything that they've ever done before. These fans, no, there's no question the loyalty towards the club that they, they've took nearly five and a half thousand to Middlesbrough on a midweek in December, just a couple of weeks before Christmas. It's unbelievable support, no one's doubting that. It, what I'm trying to question is that the mentality of some of the Everton supporters. And I can see where, to some strange, where they're coming from. They haven't seen the, the football club lift a trophy for so long. I can see that. But as soon as Roberto Martinez came into Goodison Park, he tried to change the mentality to win winning one. Because we hadn't won a domestic trophy for so long, he tried to change that philosophy. And he can only do it for so, for so long, and the players can only try and do it. It's, it's about time the fans started to actually believe in Everton can actually win something they've got a one in four, a one in four chance of winning something here mm. do you know what I mean it's not beyond the realms of possibility they can easily get a result at Goodison and get a draw at the Etihad and beat Liverpool or Stoke in a one off game there's no, there's no question that this Everton team can so it's about time these Everton fans need to realise I've seen a lot of Comments on social media yesterday, sooner the draw came out. Oh, that's us out. That's the mentality. Everton fans need to change. Do you think Liverpool fans, when Jurgen club starts making statements, that they say, Oh, I don't believe this? Do you think they believed when they went to Manchester City they were going to get a pound? And when they went to Chelsea, they were going to get a pound? They didn't believe that. Everton fans need to start believing in Roberto Martinez and the current squads. And if they do, they'll go on and win this trophy. Yeah, well, you know, in fairness,
0: Greg, have we got to say that? And it's a really interesting point Tony makes, that in the Capital One Cup this season in particular, we've maybe seen that actually, because some of the best atmospheres in the, in the, the competition have come, certainly away from home, the Capital One Cup, Barnsley, yeah. Reading, and on Tuesday, night when I think the fans, as, as Tony says, travelled in great numbers and were brilliant in those occasions.
2: It's funny, I was speaking to a mate of mine who, who was at the Riverside in the away end, and he was saying like it felt like a, a European away for, for the spirit and the togetherness and the atmosphere, and it reminded me a little bit of the, um, was it the quarter final FA Cup against Sunderland?
0: Yeah, before we well, were up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah.
2: When the chairman put on the coaches yeah. and you know, all those Evertonians went up to the North East mm. again. And yeah, that special sort of, you know, we shall not be moved type feeling about it, you know, I
0: don't know. It's one of the chants, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And of
2: course, when, when you have a player uh, like Dale Faye who can go and light up any stage on a cold night and something like that mm. it galvanises not just his teammates but the away support and it was a sort of really special atmosphere for me on uh, on Tuesday and so it, I do share Tony what, what Tony saying there about how you know, that can so quickly go and I'm not just saying Twitter's not the only barometer of f- no, no, fandom no. don't get me wrong it's overplayed too much and given over emphasis but he's right there was almost like oh well what else out it then when City came out the hat and it was a difficult draw You know, it was very difficult but We've got a one in four, like he says, a one in four chance of winning it. Now, I would argue that I haven't seen any evidence so far under, under the current manager to suggest that, in any way, we're we're favourites so or we've got a chance really of beating them. Except the fact that we, you know, statistically, of course, we have got a chance. I haven't seen signs in recent games of City to make me think, oh yeah, actually, we can't we can do a number on them. Even at Goodison this season, we didn't play too badly. We still got beat. So I look back at Legacy and Moyes and and his results over City, and things have changed a lot since then. So something needs to change, and maybe the current attack is on such a crest of a wave in terms of that four, and uh, City's defence, as we were saying earlier, weren't we, it's not the best. You know, they are the best team in the country, certainly, but the back four is there to be got at, mm. like any back four, and especially if you see like the likes of Man Gallow's there. You know, he's, not, you know, he's not a patch on John Stones, or mm. I'd argue, well, Jagielka's not going to be fit, but his Mori's coming through, so... There's definitely room for optimism. I just, um, like Tony, really, I hope the fans can harness that and, and, and say that you know, we get a win at Goodison uh, or, or you know, whatever happens at Goodison, then we can go there to Etihad and beat them. Why not?
0: Well, just on the back of what Greg said, so I'm going to read a quote from Martinez that we ran um, on Tuesday morning ahead of the Middlesbrough game. When I asked him about the significance of taking major support into these types of games, Martinez says, there's a major, major factor to be successful in any competition. We've had that this season, and the experiences we had in Europe last season were terrific moments and mm. terrific memories. So going, you know, you just sort of emphasise your point, point I think
1: he, I think you're
0: almost in agreement with him there. Not for the, f- no, very, not, <laughs> always, not always, the case. No, it's
1: not always the case, but it, I totally agree with what he's trying to say there. I think if if he could actually speak to every Everton fan mm. one, one by one, he'd try to emphasise what this mentality is that he's trying to embrace, and I think. Some of the Everton fans don't quite get it, is that they don't believe in the team sometimes when it comes to big games. I remember, obviously, over the last oh, 20 years, we, we haven't won a character. I remember being at the 2012 FA Cup semi final against Liverpool, we won 1 0 up Clues, and this makes the back pass and Swallow scores. and I, I felt like as if the whole ends just sank yeah. in the Everton ends. Ah, oh, that's it. It was only one all. There was yeah. twenty minutes to go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's the, the mentality of some Everton fans as if they feel as if the world's against them, and this is pure. Only Everton could do this. Only Everton could do that. I think Everton fans really, really need to change the mentality, and especially against this two-legged I'm against in 20, fair
2: against Manchester United. I see what you're saying, yeah. but that mentality has been bred to an extent, being bred into Everton fans because they they haven't had your stamples, they haven't had your card at Millennium Stadium, they haven't had the against the odd successes. Maybe it's chicken and egg, which comes first. You know, is it the belief or is it the, the miracles that fuel that belief and go on and forward and build a mystique around the club? But you know, we've seen our team just come perilously close and fall. You know, you've got to think of Fiorentina. You know, you've mm. got to go back and think. And I know, I was with you on the way back from London, two thousand nine. Yeah. Thought you were going to literally throw yourself out the car <laughs> yeah. and all the way and just end it all. Then but seriously, we it seems like we've gone to the well, and every time we've gone to the well, we've got not got bloody nose for it. Whereas other clubs have gone and achieve this miracle against the odds. So why this? don't Everton
1: fans feel like they're... Because, because not that's why, because f- they've been hard. like... So it's about saying they need to change this then, surely? Yeah, the longer he goes the team on to change it, not
2: the fans. Yeah, but
1: the fans, the, the, the players are trying to. Obviously, you can see but the way they're playing. Like, Yeah, obviously, Greg, they come The fans want to win more than the players. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. What I'm trying to dispute is that some of the Everton fans don't believe in the mentality of other fans who've won trophies before. They need to embrace and or look at the team that won the, the league cup, Swansea and Birmingham over the years. They went down. We've got to win this. Got to win it. You've got to start believing in the team.
0: What well, I would say on that point then is, you know, we we spoke about those disappointments that you listed and, and, and that mm. generation of disappointment. But that as that's been built on a mentality from the, the list of managers in that period and the type of football they've played. Is now is now the tipping point. Is now a line in the sand because. Martinez is ultra-positive mm. and his teams play positive football, attacking football. The teams made up of young, largely young, attacking, positive players. Does that not make a difference? Is that where we go? Hang on in a minute. Well, you know what? Let's just go at it. From the stands and on the pitch, let's just go at these games and see what
1: happens. Well, surely the season is the tipping point. He's probably got one of the best squads he's ever had, ever, i have ever had in the last 20 years. Yeah. So surely this is the tipping point. And if Everton seriously don't win a trophy this season or finish in the top four, the highly likelihood is that the best players are going to get cherry-picked anyway, so the team's going to get broken up. So if ever this is a season where it has reached tipping points with the fans and Everton Football Club, now's your chance to embrace it and win this trophy. It's there for grabs. It's interesting what, what you know we were talking earlier and you were talking about
2: just generally, mm. uh, without sounding like pithy or anything like that, about the power of positivity, if you like. And you know David Moyes... In so many aspects, was a fantastic manager, a pragmatist certainly. But you would hardly say he was the eternal optimist was he? Yeah, no, he, he was, was. In some aspects of his character, he was. You know, Yedward Scott, mm, and it like was, you know, was always, everything was always against him. And you could imagine that if a team was built in the image of a manager, like you say, when Distan did make that unfortunate error trying to play the ball, then you could imagine the culture of the dressing room back then and certainly Moyes would be. Well, we are really staring up against a hill now. Yeah. We have got a mountain to climb, whereas. Martinez would just kind of like be ruffling the lad's head and encouraging errors and saying we'll... yeah, could you imagine John Stones yeah. trying yeah, to yeah. overcomplicate a pass and Liverpool would nip in mm-hmm. but you just sense there'd be a different reaction from the current Everton team to yeah. I'm set not set just feeling like a team
1: Greg it's the fans g- it's the Everton fans who I'm trying to no, but what I'm, so what I mean is maybe it all, it
2: all has to tie in so yeah, yeah, definitely. the Everton team yeah. given a high profile error like that I think would respond differently from that team yes. yeah. and maybe that would galvanise the fans or, or maybe you've got the legacy of fans like you say They've had too many disappointments and they've had that moist mentality. Like you say, maybe they need to try and evolve their approach Definitely. to thinking
0: I look at, you know, you look at Martinez's track record and he's had success in cup competitions. You know, mm. he won the cup with Wigan, did very well with them in, in Europe last season. We got to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup in his first year. He looks, you know, obviously our long-term aim during the league, but he looks a manager and his approach is perfect for cup competitions. It's all about momentum. But Phil, just mm. going back to, to that, where, I don't
2: want it to be the kind of like to keep anchoring it to a negative point of view, but he is ultra confident. that we did get to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup in his first season. And then what happened? We drew a big and inverted commas top four club and got outplayed. And basically it was like, oh, well, we've, we've hit the glass ceiling again and back we slide. Now he, he defied the odds the previous year with Wigan hmm. and City. But it did feel a bit like as soon as we got Arsenal, you know, it was like
0: that was the. But that's what I'm saying. That was the first season of him in charge. And that mentality as Tony says maybe that's got to change now two, two seasons on you know better team playing better maybe maybe time that, that feeling do you think
2: up. he'd say I mean you know him probably better than most journalists do you think he'd say that that's an attitude he's built in his players so naturally it will have evolved from that point to, to counter to what I've just said now you have a group of young players mm. John stone doesn't look like he Anything ruffles him, does it? No. Do you no, think no. an ultra-confident De La ultra-confident Lukaku, ultra-confident?
0: I, I know we always raise eyebrows when a, when the manager mentions this, but there has to be some grain of truth in what the team went through last season in Europe and that experience. You're laughing if it's mm. true, though. Yeah. I'm only laughing because he, he says it literally every given but That's why I say you know, mm. we raise our eyebrows. Yeah. Right? but there has to be something in that. And I think that what they've come through to get to this point makes me more confident than we would have been two and a half seasons ago if we you know I would not be sitting here at semi-final approaching semi-final with Man City in 2013 January 2013 as co- of the level of confidence I have now I'm not I'm not mm. favourites by yeah. any stretch but I'm more confident than I would have been
1: don't forget this is this fixture that Everton have got against Manchester City, the two legs of the this, this is why Roberto Martin has got the job at Everton he's, pro- he's proven with a team that hasn't isn't struck is obviously stuck for cash they can't he can't spend the millions, but can defy the odds and beat a Manchester City to win a trophy? So this is why he's got the job. So now's a chance. Here's his chance to do it again? Yeah. Surely to God, why, why can't he do it? Everton football club. Give me one reason why Everton can't win this trophy this well, season. So it was all the. Um, it was all the Simeone, though, wasn't it? You know. It, it, it,
2: Type ins yeah when he took Wigan to, to the final that year yeah it was like you know no fear just embrace it and, you know, he, he will come into his own in those kind of in that mindset and I hope that the supporters can get behind it but I just think that you you undermine well you undermine it your own pedal how much crushing disappointments over the years ever weigh that capacity to to have a belief because like I'm saying you mentioned rightly so our neighbours across the park and they've been almost rewarded with the exact opposite in terms of like, you know, the, the miracles if you like. We don't seem to have got them. Mm. It's always been that. I hate to go on about it but Villa Real, yeah. you know what I mean? Kalina rearing his big ugly head and that's yeah. it, you've gone there. It's never been where it's gone in our favour but something has always got to change, something's got to give. You can't just, what you're saying is, yeah. if you if you always believe you're going to get something, that's that's what you always get and might be a self-fulfilling prophecy so, you know, let's hope that Martínez can really capture sort of a mood amongst Evertonians and take that into those two games.
1: Just a quick one I'm going to ask, Phil, is that obviously over the two-legged affair, for me, I think Everton have got a really good chance. I'm not just being, I really think they have. What my concern is, I'm going to ask you the question, Phil, do you think them fixtures in between Mm. and beforehand are going to play a crucial role in how Everton are going to take to this game? Because obviously they've got Tottenham, they've got Chelsea, they've got Manchester City in the league and they've got an FA Cup game as well and a Swansea as well. It's a difficult month for Everton. It's,
0: how you, it's, how, it's where your priorities lie in that month, isn't it? And, in, and the games either side, you know, it's where it's where the stock, you know, what you place your stock in, and what the manager thinks is is is, is the priority. And I would argue that I think the cup is. Mm. So I think I think if he's got if he's got concerns over the fitness of anybody in the Spurs, heading into the Spurs game, he's got to rest them. With, the, with an eye on, on the Tuesday or the Wednesday whenever that first yeah. leg's played on either side of it, but you would hope that the squad is stronger than it's ever been uh, and that he can cope, maybe not 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 right through the month because there's a lot of tough fixes in there um, cope better than, than previous squads would have done I'd, Look, we're not going to come out the month with five or six wins, how, many, how many, yeah. many matches are in there but I just think he's got to prioritise the League Cup and uh, going to do as well as we can in the league but there's got to be some give and take because no, no team's going through that month winning just year
2: Just touch on that a journalist in the press box at Riverside was um, was kept almost in awe of uh, alright they're a championship club but they've got a Premier League uh, legacy certainly and he kept saying to his colleague there just overheard him look at that bench Everton have got there look at the strength and depth they've got mm. and Everton really have got strength and depth so they can't afford to rotate a little bit and prioritise but so uh, I'd ask you this no-one knows the ins and outs of the Etihad and what Pellegrini's thinking, but I know they're in the semi-final stage. But they've got that quarter kind of squad that you'd expect them to be there. Is it going to be their priority? Champions League, the FA Cup starts in January, the league for them. That's their bread and butter. Don't forget, he's got the spectre of Pep Guardiola breathing down his neck. Is he going to go really go to Abu Dhabi and go, have one-year League Cup? Is that going to cut the mustard?
1: It's not going to cut the mustard, but... His it's first priority is to get a trophy. Do you in think France it's them. just tr- win with a trophy, trophy? in the bag
2: by February. Yeah, mark, and then, don't
1: forget, every great manager will tell you, uh, you, you see they're all getting interviewed. Once you win the first Sophie, the next will roll. You see in Everton in the 80s, once they won the first one, the next, the next, the next. and anyway. That's why Manchester City, they'll be going, going, go for this Sophie. They'll know if they win this. The next will follow the Champions League. The momentum when the will Champions follow. League start? February. February. February, February again. So it's so not. Yeah, it's not going to clash
2: with that. It's
1: season. not going to clash with it soon, but they're going to have crucial Premier League games. Don't forget, they're going to be an FA Cup game. But as a, as I harp on to that, they will they will clash this. Listen, get this Sophie in the bag, and we can kick on. If you look at the two sets of fans, I don't think
2: there's any doubt which set of fans wants it more. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they've had obviously the last few seasons trophies and titles. Hmm. Everton's
1: fans are the ones who want it more it was yeah. interestingly seen on the Manchester City website they've done a poll with the fans yesterday who, which the fans who they preferred in the, in the semi-final and they all wanted Liverpool Manchester City yeah. these, obviously Everton would went top of the list but yeah. if you obviously to ask Everton fans they'd prefer to hit Manchester City on a one-off yeah. in a final I think they'd have more chance but as I keep going on about I don't see no reason why Everton can't Goodison's going to be bouncing that night that first leg it's going to be absolutely bouncing, and if they even attempt to play Mangala or De Michaelis, Everton have got to be scored in two or three past yeah. them. This Liverpool look the other week; they went down there and scored three. Because of, what was score? Was it four one? Was it? Four, yeah. four one. Because had five, six, seven, or anything. Why can't Everton do that? Seriously, Everton have got the if not better attacking threat than what Liverpool have. So why can't Everton do that? Give yeah. me one reason why they can't.
0: I, I I agree with you about Goodison. I can't escape the feeling when the draw was made. As much as I have got confidence it's almost like that Kiev feel about it, like we had to, we're going to have to win, I will not say convincingly, but give ourselves a healthy margin to go to the Etihad that we weren't able to do to go to Kiev and because the lead eroded away and it was never, there was never a big gap between the two teams. As soon as the home team, Kiev in that respect, got one back, we just sensed an unease about the team. So I, I hope that and think it's important that Goodison we get a victory and as you say to kind of capitalize on the momentum in that mm. game because i think we've got to take a
1: fairly decent lead when play, do away goals count here Did i they don't count? know to be honest i have to check that out it's because it's it, it obviously it's, it's going to become crucial because if everton take a slender one nil or two one lead going into the second leg it can almost come into roberto's hands where i'll just sit back and let you come on to us and we can hit you, yeah, exactly like Clopton with Liverpool. I know I keep on going on what Liverpool's done to them, but they're not the only team to beat them at the Etihad this season, are they? Yeah. So, honestly, I don't see no reason why Everton can't go there and go through. Really don't. But one thing I'm going to ask you, Greg, is a to touch upon is that, no, just going back onto the, the Everton fans, do you, hands on hearts, do you think all of them actually believe that Everton can win this trophy? Because this is what I was trying to say before, they've got to start believing that yeah. they actually can win it. No, I don't think they all do believe.
2: I mean, I, I can't speak on behalf of any other Everton fans mm. other than the ones that I know, but the sense I get from, again, from like you're chatting and watching on social media and your action is that there is a an inbuilt pessimism and that and there has been a deflation immediately after the draw. So let's hope that that's something that kind of works itself out and then by the time we get to that stage, we can whip up that excitement and that belief. But... um I think the manager's got a, lot, you know, has got to come into his own in the weeks before it. I think, you know, I hope that he's given Phil some pretty robust statements about how they're going to do that. Mm. They're going to do a job against City. I don't, want him to be mealy mouthed and going into, you know, with the greatest respect to Roberto. I think absolutely, I think he, he can be a wonderful speaker. But I don't think it's the time for cliches or getting into any of that sort of linguistic tying himself up in knots. I think he needs to kind of be a bit blunt. Yeah, you know, we want to win this and it's our time yeah. and we're going to go and do it. Stick his neck on the line a little bit. I think, you know, a lot of the thing with Liverpool, it's a new manager, if you talk mm-hmm. about Liverpool, for example, mm-hmm. so obviously you're going to have a new manager syndrome and that's, I think that's what they're currently experiencing. Yeah. So everything he says will be kind of treated like it's the best thing to slice bread. Yeah. A little bit like when Roberto came and mm-hmm. took over Everton, mm-hmm. they say in 18 months' time, some of the eccentricities of clock, will have worn off a little bit, won't yeah. be quite as novel. But I think Roberto needs to earn his corn in, in his media work and, and run up to it. I think he needs that you know, via the echo, via you know, the the press sky when he's speaking to the cameras, he can have an impact as well. Not just in the dressing room, but speaking mm. to the fans.
1: Do you think Roberto will take anything I know this is a hypothetical question. Do you think he'll take anything from the league game that sandwiched in between these games? In terms of after after the first leg like, going yeah. into the
0: second isn't it? Mm. I I think he has a mentality that cup games are completely different, and that they're they're all kind of this one-off thing. If he, you know, he speaks about that quite a lot. Doesn't he? It's a one-off, and I think he treats it differently. Because I don't think he I don't think he'll read anything. Say everything. Come out with a one-all draw, Goodison, then go to the Etihad on the, when, the following Wednesday or whatever it is and beat them. I don't think he'll take anything from that. Mm. I just think they're completely separate. I know what you're saying though, and, yeah. you know, you would do. I take, I take confidence if we yeah. went to the Edmund three 0 in the league. Yeah,
1: but I don't think. My, one chance to say is that, imagine if Everton got a one all draw at Goodison and then actually went there in the league and beat them, the belief within the team, yeah. the manager, and then the fans would come round and say, "We've just done this yeah. last week. Why can't we it's, do it again?" It's almost like you don't want to waste your your one off in the league game. Yeah.
2: I'd ask you, again, it's that negativity, isn't it, but can you see us beating them twice at the Etihad? Personally, I can't,
1: but... Getting greedy.
2: Is, is, is <laughs> that, that mentality that you're talking about having to change? Why shouldn't mm-hmm. we? Does it have to be a why, why not? Yeah. Rather than, oh, I don't
1: think well, so. If Everton want to class themselves want to be a top-four team, they're going to have to go to these places and get results. But all, all I'd say is, I've just spoken about the
2: strength of Everton's bench, and it is really, really strong, but City are arguably the richest club in the world, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they are the richest yeah. club in the world, actually, at the moment, I think. Um, they've got an embarrassment of, of, of wealth and riches and, and options, and ultimately maybe you're just plugging up against. But you can only play eleven
1: players, that, Greg. You can only play the eleven against eleven. Yeah. And when yeah, I see for I was like Aguero, he, he's 50-50 on being fit. And you're looking at it and you're thinking why can't Everton go there and get a result? Yeah, yeah. But the, the way these so not they've missed silver, they the the players silver players, yeah. 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 So you think it's a, Why can't Lukaku score? Why can't John yeah. Stones play out of his skin? Why can't Rush threaten them? And can't tell you go at the. No, you're to. right. And I,
2: I have to say, going about Liverpool again, but the, the way Liverpool, for me, all right, they're a t- team in transition and there's beginning to be lots of things about them that makes you think they're going to have a really good second half of the season. But for me, there's still nothing special in the way they went and turned yeah. them over. I think, well, Everton, as you said, Everton have got a better attack. Yeah. So there's no reason why Everton can't. Hmm. We've convinced
0: him. Yeah. In the end, they <laughs> <going> around. <laughs> he's going around. I'm a believer. Uh, <laughs> one interesting point and we'll, have, we'll obviously speak about this in future podcasts because it's coming up to the silly season again as I call it the January transfer window I just wonder whether Everton making the semi-finals and I spoke and we spoke about the strength in depth I just wonder whether that is the fact that they've got the two games now in the middle of a really tough period in January I just wonder whether that's just changed the manager's thinking because January is typically a period when he doesn't do much and I just wonder now whether he's Starting to think maybe that loan market that they've not explored so far this season is something you might want to look at early doors in January just to beef up the
1: squad. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he dipped his toe in the transfer market. Maybe that number 10, that... Maybe don't start in, that again, <laughs> maybe honestly, don't want it, you a it would. It would. Imagine the confidence boost it would bring to the squad. Do you know what I mean? Going into a big game like that, and you've got a new shine, and especially just if it's bit. Up above the ten million bracket. If you look
0: at the fresh legs that Lennon brought in January, that period, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, say you got something done early. You know, those those league games that the Etihad, yeah. those league games at Chelsea, Swansea, either side of those cup games, which have got to be the priority, just. No, it just alleviates the pressure off the rest of the lads for me. Yeah. It, I'm sorry, just
2: yeah. moving in terms of players and personnel. That'll be too soon for Jan to run it, what do up, we think?
0: Well, possibly, but I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily rule him out. I mean, what did they say? They initially said probably December-ish, didn't they? So maybe not. Maybe not.
1: Strangely, I fancy Everton more to win away from home than to do at home. In I, know this mean, to, I know what you mean. Two-legged tie, yeah. I really do. I think obviously the onus should be on Everton at home to come out and have a go, and I think. It may be a draw. I think it might be a cagey one, but I think it'll suit Everton away from home. it will take one, seven, eight, nine thousand down. Gonna be it's going to be unbelievable. It's, it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere, and I think it'll play into Everton's hands, especially yeah. if it's, it's a, if it's still a close tie. I think it'll suit Everton going into the second leg, and I fancy Everton over the two legs. I really do. Good. that'll do me that'll do me as well (laughs) just
0: send this to Roberto team talk done (laughs) Um, no that wraps it up nicely that's a really interesting debate about uh, about and surrounding the uh, the two semi-finals that are coming next month plenty of action obviously before then and uh, Palace Monday and we'll reflect on that next week but thanks very much for listening to the uh, the latest podcast and uh, stay with the Echo for all the best uh, news on the Blues and the analysis
1: Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op Ben.nl.